It's worth knowing what's really going on. This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, the Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. This, my friends, is Access Atlanta. It's a new podcast that shares the best things to do, see, eat, and experience. This is Shane Harrison with Access Atlanta, and this week I'm here with one of our reporters, Helena Olivero, who uh, is kind of uh, a bit of a specialist in our uh, family entertainment field, uh, in addition to her many other talents, Uh, but uh, she often brings us uh, fun things for families and kids to do. Welcome, Helena. Thanks. Happy to be here. Um, So, tell us uh, what you got for us this week. Yeah, well, I feel really lucky that I get to check out new exhibits and new things to do with my kids and family. So this is always fun. And uh, my daughter, Izzy, who is 11, and I, we recently checked out a new exhibit at the Children's Museum of Atlanta. And cool. it is called The Amazing Castle. The Amazing Castle. So what is what is that all about? Yeah, so, it's, um, so as soon as you enter the Children's Museum, you just walk a little bit and you'll see this very open exhibit with nine different sections. And it's, you, you start, there's a storybook, there's this entrance area, and there's a sleeping dragon that, um, there's a puzzle right at the entrance. And if you match the pieces up correctly, you can wake the sleeping dragon. Huh. And it sort of emerges um, really tall. And that's, that's a really fun way to even like, get things started at right. the exhibit or we ended sort of ended our our tour there but the exhibit it's it's a really fun way for kids to explore castle life right and we we started in a royal dining room kitchen area and Izzy was able to serve this really delicious meal of vegetables and breads and work in the kitchen and prepare it and she was able to don different costumes and medieval inspired garb and it huh. was it was fun and um and there's also a royal puppet theater area yeah and so she put on a puppet show for me and there's this dollhouse sized area there's a well there's a castle that is dollhouse size right and that's particularly fun for the little ones yeah because they can like get on the floor and, and play in the little dollhouse right. There's lots of different shows that take place, so we were able to check out a, a puppet show. Yeah, well, it sounds yeah. pretty extensive. Like It is. Yeah. It is. There's um, several sections, and we spent well over an hour 
just cool. going to the different um, sections. There's right. this another area that I really loved is a carpentry area, and uh, Izzy was able to put together a simple table and chair, following the directions and putting yeah. the little pieces of wood together. Yeah. So. It was that's neat. cool. It mm-hmm. sounds almost like a storybook come to life that you can exactly. interact with. Exactly. That's how it felt. Yeah. It really did feel like a storybook coming to life. And right at the entrance, there is um, a large uh, storybook with a few pages that sort of introduces you to the right. castle. And then you can just kind of easily explore one area to the other, whether it's the garden area or this dining room and... Um, yeah. It's really fun. And the other aspect, of course, is that while you're there at the Children's Museum, you can check out the new exhibit, but you also have access to all of the regular, you know, right. existing programming yeah. and parts of the uh, of the museum. And my daughter, Izzy, has always loved this magical sandbox that they have. They huh. call it, like, moon sand. Yeah. And there's this high-tech projector above the sandbox, and it sort of can create all these cool sand formations. So there's rivers and mountains, right. and it kind of all comes alive. Yeah. And there's cool climbing towers. So there's lots right. to do. Well, they didn't they, at some point not too long ago, didn't they do like some work, some added some things or yeah, renovated? Yeah, just a few, couple about a couple years ago, yeah. they did a pretty massive renovation right. and added uh, a lot of new sort of new elements, but also they have more STEM pieces. Uh, right. There's more opportunity for STEM workshops and right so science technology exactly. what is that what, what does that stand for again science technology engineering yes and mathematics that's right yes that's right <laughs> and, sometimes we um, forget that people might not know oh yeah what is that again that's but right. yeah but yeah it's a great thing i mean mm-hmm. you know we all use that stuff even if we don't realize mm-hmm. it and you know it's great especially for kids to get them interested in it because so many jobs in their future lie Absolutely. in those, those fields. And it's it's a it's a great opportunity for kids to have this hands-on opportunity to kind of work on a project. Um, so I think that's you know great addition. And they have a pretty expansive they have an expansive uh, they have a large art area as right. well. It's called let, let your creativity flow and there's right. always music inspired or art inspired painting projects and things that kids can do cool. it's always nice too so it's really just a great way to to get kids interested in and, and see what they're interested in to let them explore things and absolutely and, and uh, speaking of of uh the stem elements there at uh, the children's museum there are um w- what do they have yeah, with, with STEM, there's always really cool experiments that they're working on. And I remember when Izzy and I were there a few months back, there was actually a, a leader of, a, an, of an experiment, and he the, the person who was leading the experiment holds a Ph.D. in material science and engineering, and he is now a full-time science educator at the museum. And he engaged just a steady stream of kids in this experiment, one I remember was involving an orange balloon, a marshmallow, and a vacuum chamber. <laughs> and the experiment helped demonstrate how changes in air pressure cause objects to expand and shrink. Right. right. And for kids to witness, see that, you know, yeah. right in front of them and actually be able to do the experiment themselves right. was a real treat. Right. 
Well, that's cool. Well, uh, this sounds like a really fascinating exhibit. And, of course, the Children's Museum is a, a fascinating place to go at any time. Um, and especially if you haven't checked it out recently, uh, go ahead and, and check it out because um, they've done renovations in the last couple of years. They've got this new exhibit. So um, there's always something new and fresh for kids to explore. Absolutely. So uh, let's um, let's hear what uh, Helena's brought us, a uh, story from the Children's Museum of Atlanta. The Children's Museum of Atlanta has a new exhibit this summer called The Amazing Castle. And in this castle, everyone has a specific job and everyone works together for a peaceful community. I'm here with my daughter, Isabel. Let's check it out. Let's go. You want to come join us? Paisley, the student's done. Come and join us. This is Avery. Avery, come Avery, on, Avery. hello, Avery. You can sit right there. Come on, lady. My lady. Can I share that with My lady, come and sit with us. With Avery? Come on, Kendall. Ooh, okay. Kendall, I'm Kendall come sit. You can sit in the middle. Let's see. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's eat. Okay. Did, did I make it too delicious? Some carrots. Does it taste good? What, a whole chicken? You on a diet? <laughs> Are you shy? I'm so glad there's so many people at this place. From becoming a cook and mixing up a delicious stew in the Great Hall's cauldron to constructing a small chair while pretending to be a carpenter, the Children's Museum of Atlanta has a new exhibit for kids to playfully explore life inside a castle. And Gable, um, Kipper the cook, and hijinks. Um, There's the dragon! Um, We're here at the entrance of the amazing castle, and I'm here with Lauren Baker, Manager of Public Programs. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you for being here. We're so excited. Yeah, uh, talk to us about the idea and how this, the idea for this exhibit came about. Sure. So every summer, uh, and really throughout the year, we try to bring in a variety of new and engaging exhibits for the museum. Uh, in particular, over the summer, uh, we're very conscious that kids are out of school, so any opportunity that we can give to really create a fun, engaging learning environment, uh, we're all for it. Uh, and the Amazing Castle in particular gives such a great applause to that uh, that mission of learning through plays. What about this exhibit is particularly unique or, or special? Personally, I think that this exhibit is particularly special because of the number of interactive experiences throughout the exhibit. Uh, the Amazing Castle gives this awesome window to the interactivity of medieval castle life, uh, but it's also showcasing the interconnectedness of all of the different types of people that made up that castle community. And so kids have the opportunity to dress up, to engage, uh, and to really uh, be part of that dramatic play experience that's so important for young children. It's teaching them skills around narrative building, creativity, communication, logical thinking, uh, and they get to all do it while wearing princess costumes. Sure. So the exhibit, it's broken up into um, 
several areas. Can you talk about the different areas of the exhibit? Yeah, so uh, it really, like I said, is showing all the different facets of castle life. So for example, we have the uh, carpenter's workshop, so children can build with blocks to make chairs or tables just like a carpenter would have done or does today even. Uh, we have the garden, the farmer's garden, which is so much fun. They can uh, plant and sow seeds uh, and vegetables and be a real-life gardener uh, or farmer for the castle and then even take that food and bring it to the castle kitchen and be the chef that's preparing the food for uh, the members of the royal court. Uh, how long is this exhibit here at, at the museum? Uh, through September 9th, uh, so it's definitely a fun family experience for the summer. Uh, and then after this exhibit, we'll have our Daniel Tiger exhibit coming this fall. What is the cost of admission for this particular exhibit? Sure, so the museum has variable pricing for our admissions. Um, it's always going to be the most valuable price for families if they purchase admission online. Uh, our kind of baseline admission uh, expense is about $15.95 for each member of a family. Activities will be happening here this summer. So we have a number of activities happening throughout the museum space, uh, in accord with the Amazing Castle exhibit. So uh, when families come to the museum, they can play throughout the museum, but they can also go to our Build It Lab, for example, and make catapults, or to our art studio and make stained glass. Um, or castle banners for their own castle that they might make at home. Uh, and so we have a number of interactive experiences that go beyond the walls of this exhibit itself. Uh, even in science, too, our STEM educators are featuring technologies that would have been found uh, in the 15th century in medieval times. So lots of fun things happening through September 9th. Talk about the puppet show. Oh, the puppet show. So there's a puppet theater within the exhibit itself, uh, and we've seen so many children carry what they are seeing on the exhibit stages. Uh, so here at the Children's Museum of Atlanta, we have a stage space where our imaginators bring to life the themes of the exhibit. So we have a mini musical experience, an interactive story time, uh, and even our imaginators are spending time in costume in the exhibit uh, and just continuing that sense of dramatic play for children that has been so phenomenal to watch. Yeah, talk a little bit more about the reaction you're getting from kids with the amazing castle. Kids of all ages really are taking to this exhibit. They're dressing in their costumes, they're leading younger children that they're seeing, whether they came with them to the museum or not, in their play and in their play pretend. Uh, we've seen them take the uh, elements of the exhibit and go to the stage in between programs and become the characters of their own story. Uh, and parents themselves are also getting involved, which is so fun to see. Right. So. Well, thanks so much for having Thank us here. Thank you for being here. We really appreciate it, and we're excited to welcome families to the Amazing Castle. Thank you. As families pass through the main doors of the Amazing Castle, visitors will discover a fantasy castle. My daughter Izzy, who is 11, really enjoyed exploring all the different areas of the castle. Izzy, let's yeah. get dressed up. Okay. <laughs> A joker? I don't know. Like this in the back. We are in an area known as tonight's feast. 
it's where there's a kitchen and a dining room area. And Isabel, are you going to make me a feast? Yes, I'm All right. going to make you dinner. Good, I am very hungry, so I can't wait. Let's get started. So I'm going to start with the bread and in the oven. Here we go, this is our loaf of bread. We'll put it on the table. Then our veggies are in the pot. We have different veggies. There's chicken. And it's gonna make a wonderful meal. And this is corn that I'll turn for that. Here is wow, your meal. thank you. This looks delicious. And your bread is also over wow, here. Wow, nice baked bread. Mm-hmm. And some nice. soup also. Generous that I made size in of the chicken. Pot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, thank you so much. <laughs> the amazing castle is a special place. Whether sewing or preparing a meal or entertaining the Lord and Lady, everyone here works together to help a community flourish. Izzy, what did you think? Um, I really love the um, castle exhibit. And one thing I really thought was really cool was when they had the different characters and you could go to each little exhibit and they would have a conflict or a problem and you could use the materials provided to, um, you know, try to help them out, sure. and it was really fun. You think we should come back? Yes, definitely. Well, Izzy and I have had a great time here exploring this new exhibit here at the Children's Museum of Atlanta. I'm Helena Oliveira with Access Atlanta. Thanks for joining us. Let's check out what's happening in Atlanta over the next 10 days. Aurora Theater is kicking off its 23rd season with the production of the Tony Award-winning Newsies on July 19th. From the same folks who recently brought us the ever-popular Mamma Mia, Newsies is based on a not-so-successful 1992 Disney film inspired by the real-life New York City newsboy strike of 1899. That movie starred Christian Bale as the newsboy's leader, Jack Kelly. In the years following the film's release, it gained a cult following, and that growing reputation eventually led to the Broadway musical which opened in 2012. Aurora Theater's production of Newsies opens on July 19th and continues through September 2nd. The theater is located on East Pike Street in Lawrenceville and the tickets are $30 to $65. There are a couple of Tuesday matinees with $20 tickets too. Get those tickets and more info at auroratheater.com. It's a long way from the Yorkshire Moors of Northeast England, but this Saturday, Grant Park will be the scene for a mass recreation of the video for Kate Bush's 1978 classic, Wuthering Heights. It's an atmospheric beauty of a song based on the Emily Bronte novel. It was the musician's first single, which went up to number one in the UK and was a huge hit in much of Europe. This is the third year for this worldwide phenomenon that was inspired by a 2013 flash mob style reenactment of the video by a group called Shambush. The video of that event went viral, inspiring 2016's International Catathon, officially known as the most Wuthering Heights Day ever. Atlanta participated that first year too, drawing about 75 dancers and several dozen spectators to Candler Park on a warm July morning. 
It was in Candler Park last year, too, but a previously scheduled event is forced to move to Grant Park for 2018. The gathering is a fascinating and unusual tribute to an artist with an equally odd career trajectory. Despite success in the rest of the world beginning in 1978, Bush would have to wait a while to make an impact here in the U.S. In 1985, Hounds of Love and the single Running Up That Hill both managed to climb to number 30. She released seven albums from her 1978 debut, The Kick Inside, to 1993's The Red Shoes, and then Silence. For 12 years, there was nothing. Then, in 2005, she returned with the acclaimed Ariel and released two albums in 2011. Even more significant, in 2014, she did 22 shows at London's Hammersmith Odeon, completely sold out. Bush hadn't toured since the late 1970s and had made only a handful of brief live appearances in the decades since. This year, the organizers expect participation from 20 cities in seven countries on three continents. It's all in tribute to a solitary video created nearly 40 years ago by an extraordinary artist who still inspires exceptional devotion today. The most Wuthering Heights day ever happens on Saturday, July 15th, with practice starting at 9.30 a.m. and the official dance happening at 10.30 a.m. And red dresses are encouraged and, as the organizers say, a sense of humor is required, but all ages, genders, and abilities are welcome to participate. Take a little trip back to the 1980s with two bands that made some of that decade's most enduring music, one from each side of the Atlantic Ocean. The Milwaukee, Wisconsin-based Violent Femmes began with the decade, forming in 1980, and released the self-titled debut album in 1983. That album was packed with memorably jittery songs of teenage anxiety, including Blister in the Sun, Add It Up, and Kiss Off. Blister in the Sun, in particular, is certain to start a sing-along for folks of a certain age. Echo and the Bunnymen started a few years later in Liverpool, releasing debut album Crocodiles in 1980. There was no one named Echo in the band. Echo was actually the band's drum machine, which was soon replaced by late great drummer Pete DeFreitas. Like the Violent Femmes, Echo and the Bunnymen never had a top 40 hit in the U.S., though The Killing Moon is as familiar as many a song that topped the charts at the time. Despite the lack of chart success, both bands made music that holds up better than most of the stuff that populated the top 40 in those days. Echo and the Bunnymen and the Violent Femmes will play the State Bank Amphitheater at Chastain Park. That's the venue formerly known as just Chastain Park Amphitheater. And that's on July 18th. Tickets are $35 to $55, and you can find them at ChastainSeries.com. Tomato fans rejoice. It might bring the oppressive heat, but summer also brings us delicious tomatoes, and tomato fans have reason to rejoice this weekend. Sunday marks the return of the Attack of the Killer Tomato Festival, the 10th annual edition of Chef Ford Fry's benefit for Georgia Organics. Dozens of chefs and mixologists will whip up tomato-based concoctions for attendees to sample. This year, the music will be provided by G-Love and Special Sauce. The VIP tickets allowing early entry are already gone, but general admission is $75. The event happens in the Westside Provisions District behind Ford Fry's JCT Kitchen on Sunday, July 15th from 1 to 5 p.m. Get tickets and all the details at KillerTomatoFest.com. For more things to do around Metro Atlanta, head to AccessAtlanta.com. Our senior editor is Nicole Smith, podcast edited by Ryan Horn, music by Bo Emerson and Billy Guin, 
and I'm your host, Shane Harrison. Join us next week for more Access Atlanta.